Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, lovers, friends, single as a Pringle persons, and possible lovers to be. This is your host, Lady Adanum, and today I present to you one of the most amorous, fervent, and tender-hearted love stories that I can guarantee you've never heard of. It is the love story of Cupid and Psyche, one of my personal favorites. And since it's Valentine's Day, I decide to share this ancient Roman tale that was featured in the novel The Golden Ass, being the metamorphosis of Lucius Apuleius, written by Lucius Apuleius Maderensis in the second century AD. Oh darling, what a mouthful. Not to mention that hilarious title, but <laughs> I digress. Now, darlings, before I begin, let me say that the story itself derives from older adaptations from Europe and Asia, but it is considered the only one to be well known, told from generation to generation. Now, come hither, my Twitter-pated lovebirds. The impassioned Cupid and the irresistible Psyche awaits. There were once a king and queen that ruled an unnamed city, who had three daughters named Aglora, Siripe, and Psyche. Aglora and Siripe were blessed with fairly good looks, but the youngest, Psyche, was kissed with the paralyzing femme fatale beauty of a goddess. No mortal on earth could resist or turn away from the enchanting, delectable princess, and many came from all corners of the world to admire her. Men started to worship her as if she were an immortal goddess, and began to neglect the altars of the true goddess of love and beauty, Venus. Many would dare go as far as to say the mortal Psyche was more beautiful than the celestial Venus herself. The disgraceful actions of the people did not please the tempestuous goddess who grew to loathe the peasant human girl that has stolen all the adoration she once used to have. Filled to the brim with jealousy and rage, Venus called forth her beloved son, Cupid, and demanded he use his golden arrow to strike Psyche, manipulating her to fall in love with a hideous monster. Cupid agrees to the pernicious deed, and slips into Psyche's room in the night, as he raises his sturdy bow, gripping it tightly, and pulls back the string with the golden arrow facing Psyche's sleeping body. He stops. Psyche's godlike beauty paralyzes him, and Cupid, at first sight, is smitten with the mortal princess. Cupid. Distracted by her unmatched beauty, pricks himself with his own arrow, causing him to become deeply enamored with the beautiful mortal. He couldn't follow through with his demented mother's request and left. Psyche's life remained unchanged and men would constantly fawn over her, but because of her extreme beauty and grace, none wanted to marry her. She was stricken with deep sadness and loneliness as her two sisters held two lavish weddings 
each with a king. Her doting parents became worried that they dishonored the gods in some callous way and consulted the oracle of Apollo about their beloved daughter. Wistfully, the oracle tells them that Psyche is destined to marry a hideous serpent-like monster that neither god or mortal can resist. Before the king and queen could object, the oracle of Apollo orders them to leave her on the mountaintop to await and embrace her monstrous husband. Distraught, the king and queen comfort their precious daughter and prepare Psyche for her dreadful fate. The queen, shaken and inconsolable, stays behind as the king escorts his youngest daughter to give away her hand in an unholy matrimony. As they reach the mountaintop, Psyche embraces her father one last time before he turns away with a broken spirit and descends down the mountain leaving her alone in her sorrow. Psyche, filled with anguish and loneliness, throws herself off the mountain, cursing her beauty for stirring such chaos and turmoil in her life. Just before her delicate body could violently impact against the jagged rocks, a gust of strong wind captures Psyche, breaking her fall. Bewildered, she opens her eyes and sees it is Zephyr, the god of the west wind who saved her. Zephyr then carries Psyche to a beautiful field of flowers and puts her down, leaving her alone. Psyche then turns around, facing a heavenly palace that was created by the hands of gods themselves and not mortals. Curious. She ventures inside only to be greeted with a vast amount of treasures, from rubies to the rarest of diamonds, massive rooms bathed in gold, so wide generous pieces of art that arouse a sense of pleasure within her and such fine detail of architecture she's never seen before. The palace inside and out was majestic, thriving with the most rarest of flowers and wildlife all around. Psyche, feasting her eyes on her surroundings, was startled by gentle voices, though she saw no one, stating all that she sees is hers, and addressing themselves as her humble servants, eager to serve and obey every command. They told her to retire in her chambers, and when she's ready, a bath and supper in the alcove awaits her. Psyche gave ear to the admonitions of her vocal attendants, and once she finished bathing, invisible hands adorned her petite yet womanly figure with the fineness of silk and jewelry. She was then escorted to supper, where she seated herself in the alcove, and a table presents itself without any visible aid from waiters or servants, covered with the greatest delicacies of food and the most nectarous of wine. She was also entertained with beautiful music from invisible performers, but she was alone most of the time, as the husband she has never physically seen only comes to Psyche when the skies are cloaked in darkness. Despite living lavishly, Psyche felt lonely and would often beg her husband to stay and allow her to see him, but he would not consent. As the days passed by, Psyche began to feel imprisoned and begged her spectator of a husband to allow her sisters to visit. He reluctantly accepted, for his love for her was pure. When the sisters arrived, they were taken aback by the magnificent view of the palace and all of the beauty surrounding it. Feasting their eyes on the treasures that filled the rooms and all the gold that bathed the walls. 
things. The sisters felt envy, even more so when she was just admired for being struck with godlike beauty. They began to pry about her husband. Psyche tried to divert the conversation but eventually caved in, lamenting to them she has never seen him. They began to fill her head with dark suspicions reminding her what the oracle has prophesied. Psyche at first resisted their persuasions, but in the end, curiosity got the best of her. At nightfall, when her husband drifted to sleep, Psyche hid the knife behind her back and carefully rose the lamp to him. And behold, her husband was not a hideous monster, but the most handsome and charming of the gods, his golden ringlets wandering over his snowy neck and crimson cheeks with two dewy wings on his shoulders, whiter than snow, and shining feathers like sparkling silver. It was Cupid. Stunned, Psyche leaned the lamp forward to get a better look of his chiseled face, but a drop of burning oil fell on the shoulder of the god. Startled, he opened his eyes and fixed them upon her. Then, without saying a word, he spread his wings and flew out the window. Psyche in a frenzy went after him, only to plummet from the window to the ground, where Cupid catches her and places her safely on her feet. Heartbroken, Cupid tells her what a fool she was for listening to her sisters instead and trusting in his love for her. Wounded, Cupid takes off into the night, leaving Psyche with tears in her eyes. Psyche then finds herself in an empty field. The majestic palace and all the thriving plants and wildlife disappeared. Filled with sorrow, Psyche then told her sisters of her misfortunes, in which they inwardly rejoiced, thinking they could have a chance with the god himself. Both traveled up to the mountain the next morning and called upon Zephyr to receive them and bear them to his lord. But when each sister threw herself off the mountain, both met their grimly demise instead. Psyche, meanwhile, searched high and low for her darling husband. She was restless and without food, but all she could think about was Cupid. She eventually stumbled upon a magnificent temple and entered in hopes of finding Cupid. Seeing that the temple was in a disarray, she tidied it up and properly organized everything into its place. After she was done, Ceres, whose temple it was, appeared before her. Impressed by Psyche's efforts in fixing the holy temple, Psyche asks Ceres in helping her find her beloved husband, but Ceres wistfully expresses how she wishes in aiding her, but she could not go against the goddess Venus. Instead, she tells Psyche to go to Venus and beg for forgiveness. Psyche takes heed of the advice and presents herself to Venus. Begrudgingly, the petulant goddess receives the beautiful mortal, curious of what she has to say. Psyche begs for the forgiveness of Venus, and the mere sight of the mortal princess groveling at her feet pleases the goddess until Psyche mentions her deep love for Cupid, seeking to find him. Condescendingly, Venus tells her if she wishes to see Cupid again, she must prove she is worthy of being his wife. By completing a task, the goddess then commands her to organize all the different grains in the storehouse, piles and piles of wheat, barley, and many more in their proper place. The job seems to be impossible for poor Psyche, as she also had to do this by evening. 
As Psyche began the task, miraculously, ants came up from the ground and helped her organize each grain in their proper place. And once they were all done, they disappeared. Venus returns, hoping the beautiful mortal had failed, but to her surprise, she did not. Venus then claims that the task did not count, for she couldn't have done it herself. So the next day, the petulant goddess commands Psyche to collect all the golden fleece from the back of every sheep in a herd by a river. As Psyche is about to cross the river, the river god appears and warns Psyche that she will perish if she tries to pluck any fleece while the sun is rising, for the human-hating rams will kill her. Sympathizing with Psyche, he advises her to do so during the noontime, as the rams won't bother her then. Taking heed of what the river god tells her, Psyche waits until noontime and collects all the golden wool. Furious! The goddess does not accept, saying again Psyche did not do it on her own. The cruel goddess smirks, knowing the last task cannot be done. She orders Psyche to retrieve a bit of Proserpine's beauty back in a box by traveling to the underworld. Psyche accepts and bravely heads off to find the underworld, but is shaken for the land of the dead is dangerous. Not knowing how else to get there, she prepares her mind to jump off a cliff. But before doing so, a voice stops her, telling her there's a cave that leads down to the underworld, and when she gets there, how to convince Karen to take her there and back, and how to avoid Cerberus, the vicious three-headed dog that guards the underworld. Psyche listens and somehow reaches the grandiose palace in the land of the dead. Seeking an audience with Proserpine, she then tells her Venus wants a bit of her beauty in a box, and so the queen obliges, sending the godlike mortal on her way. Making it to the surface, Psyche's curiosity eats away at her mind regarding the box she was instructed to never open. Unable to help herself, she does, and discovers there isn't any beauty at all, and plunges into a deep sleep collapsing where she stands. Recovered from his wound, Cupid appears, awaking Psyche with his golden arrow, telling her how her curiosity gets her in trouble, but he still loves her. They embrace, and he tells her to take the box to his mother, and he will take care of the rest. Cupid, as swift as lightning, flies to Jupiter, the king of all gods, and begs him for his help against the callousness of his mother, Venus. Swayed by the words of Cupid, Jupiter then summoned Venus and pleaded the cause of lovers so earnestly with the goddess of love. She submits and releases her grudge and anger against Psyche. Jupiter then sends Mercury to fetch Psyche up to the heavenly assembly, where she is given a drink of ambrosia, a divine drink of the gods. Psyche then becomes immortal, reuniting with her dearest husband Cupid for an eternity. And in due time, they had a daughter born to them whose name was Pleasure. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the love story of Cupid and Psyche. Some believe it is about love finding you, while others believe it has to do with the soul maturing to then embrace love, Psyche representing the soul. However you interpret the moral of this classic story, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did creating this beautiful episode just for you.
Happy Valentine's Day, my Twitter-pated lovebirds. And thank you for listening. You can follow me on Insta at the Lady of Denim Podcast underscore. You can also follow my Twitter and main Insta at a Denim Um. Be sure to follow and like my Facebook page at the Lady of Denim Podcast. Mwah. Until next time, darling.